Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, and more importantly, welcome back, Giants fans, to another episode of the Say Hey Podcast, the podcast that is home to all things Giants baseball. Folks, before we dive into today's show, I would like to take a moment to let you know that you can find the Say Hey Podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. If you like what you're hearing, then don't be afraid to subscribe. And if you really like the show, then make sure to leave a review. But most importantly, make sure to spread the word. Now, with that being said, let's dive right in. That ball is hit well. Deep left center field. Adios, Pelota! Crawford! High drive to right! It is on the Hello, everybody. The Giants have won four of their last five series. They have won five of their last six games. They are currently showcasing a 12-5 record, and they are only half a game behind the Dodgers, firmly holding the second-place spot in the National League West. Hello, how's it going? Thank you so much for returning to your favorite Giants podcast to Say Hey Podcast. Of course, like always, I'm your host, James Donahue, so hopefully that's not a deal-breaker for you. And that's right, folks, you guessed it. We have a great show for you today. Along with updating you all on some injuries, I'm also going to be talking about things that are going right for the Giants and some things that may not be going quite as right. Not necessarily what's going wrong, but things that we should definitely be monitoring. And of course, let's go ahead and talk about Jock Peterson today. Hopefully that sounds good for you, so be sure to stick around in order to be informed and up to date as possible on your favorite team, the San Francisco Giants. Let's go ahead and start with the injury updates, starting with Alex Cobb. He's progressing with his throwing, and he threw off the mound yesterday in Milwaukee. Great, going down the list. Anthony Descalfani, who's dealing with right ankle inflammation. He is seeing ankle specialist Robert Anderson in Green Bay today. Moving on to Stephen Duggar, he is dealing with the left oblique strain. He's back in San Francisco as of yesterday, and he's going to be continuing his rehab. Tommy LaStella, still dealing with that pesky right Achilles. He's continuing his rehab in San Francisco as well and has begun to even ramp up his running intensity. That's good news. Mr. Evan Longoria, Mr. Right Finger right now. He's back in San Francisco. I believe he was currently in Arizona. All right, dealing with uh, speaking with doctors out there and doing his rehab out there, but he's now back in San Francisco and has started to increase his hitting progression. Good news. This is the most exciting one for me. Let's go ahead and talk about everyone's favorite player, Lamont Wade Jr. Boy, do we miss him. Dealing with left knee inflammation, he's actually going to continue his rehab assignment, so he's actually playing games in AAA Sacramento and is expected to play five innings. I believe that was yesterday, so that's great news. And the last bit of injury news, we're going to be informing you all on Mike Yastrzemski, which you've probably heard he's tested positive for COVID. But... He's also received the vaccine and he's done the whole booster thing, but he's still being forced to quarantine in Washington, D.C. Don't really know why he's being forced to stay there, but he's currently not with the team right now, and I'm not in charge, so I don't make the calls. Anyways, there's plenty to talk about for today's episode, so let's go ahead and dive right into it. Starting with, you know, I'm actually going to start with the things that may not be going as well for the Giants, and it's a short list, so that's pretty good. Let's go ahead and talk about Joey Bart. He's got a 50% strikeout percentage. Absolutely terrible. All right. That is the bottom 1% of the entire league, which means he's striking out the most in all of baseball. We love Joey Bart. All right. I'm not saying he's not what he's 
supposed to be uh, talent-wise. The talent is still there, but as of right now, he is striking out way too much. He's also currently 0 for his last 17 over his last 21 plate appearances. So hopefully Joey Bard, he got the day off yesterday. Kirk Casale made the start. So hopefully that day, that day off serves him well, and hopefully he can start to get on track here. Moving on to our captain, Brandon Belt. All right, I'm not saying the season's over with Brandon Belt. He is still one of the best hitters, if not the best hitter on this Giants roster. However, he is in a bit of a slump. Let's go ahead and dive into it for a little bit. He's produced a 115 batting average over his last 33 plate appearances, all right? He did hit that big home run in Game 3 versus the Mets, and he turned in some great at-bats during Game 3 versus the Nats. He had an RBI triple, so that's very positive to see. And not only that, he's still drawing walks at an extremely high clip. In my opinion, I believe Belt is just in a bit of a temporary rut, okay? He's still going to be hitting the home runs, and we are still going to see the clutch extra base hits from Belt. But as of right now, he's just in a bit of a slump. Nothing to worry about long term, in my opinion. All right, enough of the stuff that may not be going right for the Giants. Let's go ahead and talk about all the great things that are going on. I mentioned Mike Yastrzemski. He tested positive for COVID, but... Before that, the man was on a terror. He produced a 467 batting average and a 1.133 OPS over his last 15 plate appearances. And he's only struck out twice during that time. It really, really sucks that Mikey Stremski tested positive in the midst of this hot streak. Hopefully, depending on what his symptoms are, hopefully he's going to be able to get back on track and make a full recovery physically. Moving on to Brandon Crawford. He's been able to produce a 303 batting average over his last 33 at-bats. And of course, if you've been watching the games recently, he's still making defensive gold glove caliber plays at the shortstop position. We love to see it. Moving on down the list, it's going to be everyone's favorite pitcher, Carlos Rodon, who is going to be pitching tonight versus the Oakland A's. He's produced a 1.06 ERA on the year, a 0.824 whip, leads the league in strikeouts, and is striking out 15 batters per nine innings. Not much left to talk about there, other than the fact that Carlos Rodon might actually be a top three pitcher in the National League, if not the best pitcher in the National League. Another thing going right for the Giants is the bullpen. The Giants' bullpen has produced a 0.75 ERA and a 0.663 whip over their last 24 innings pitched. Holy buckets, that is fantastic. In the midst of all this bullpen success, Tyler Rogers is someone that sticks out to me. On the year, he has a 2.08 ERA, but over his last six appearances, he's produced a 1.50 ERA. Normally, I'm someone that's a bit shaky on Tyler Rogers. I, I don't know if I have the most confidence whenever he's on the mound, but that's only due to his lack of velocity on his pitches. Nonetheless, right now, hitters do not stand a chance for Tyler Rogers. He is too dialed in, and it's been really fun to watch. But let's go ahead and talk about the young flamethrower, Camilo Doval. It's very nice to see that he's not only getting save opportunities, but he's actually getting saves, but they aren't clean innings. The slider is always working for him. He always has that pitch to depend on, but the fastball is all over the place. Last night, he was hitting 98 and 99 miles per hour with his fastball, which is still good, but he still wasn't spotting it in the right locations. If it came down to the bottom of the ninth, runners in scoring position, you needed one more out to beat a tough team, I really don't know if I would feel comfortable giving the ball to Doval right now. The talent has always been there. The te- it, that's not what the question is. 
The question is, it seems as though right now he's going through some mental adversity. In that situation I just described, I would actually much rather give the ball to someone like Junior Marte, who's been absolutely great so far. So hopefully as the season goes on, Camilo starts to become more comfortable with either more save opportunities or maybe, you know, switching up roles, having him come in the 7th or the 8th when there's not as much pressure. I don't know what the proper remedy is, but all I know is that I would love to see him start getting back on track. Something else that has been going right for the Giants, but a very quiet thing that's been going right for the Giants, and that's going to be Wilmer Flores. Over his last 46 at-bats, he's been able to produce a 304 batting average. I know, I didn't know it either. For some reason, this has been flying underneath the radar, but I sure was pleasantly surprised to see this success from Wilmer. He's only hit one home run on the year so far, but so what, man? Th those will come. The home runs will definitely come. The important thing to take away here from Wilmer is that when it comes to his bat, he will always be the guy that you can rely on through the entire season. So... Good on you, Wilmer. The defense needs a little work, I will say, but as of right now, Wilmer is just solid. He's reliable. All right, here we go. Moving on to everyone's favorite player, all right? He might actually be the best player in all of baseball right now, and that is going to be the kid from Palo Alto, Jock Peterson. Let's break it down. 362 batting average and 1.179 OPS on the year. 385 batting average over his last 39 at-bats. Six home runs on the year, which just so happens to lead the league, and he is currently producing an 18.6 strikeout percentage, which is below league average. Based on all of his previous years in the majors, negative regression might be bound to come, but I don't think it's going to be for a while. And the reason I think that is because the quality of contact he's making with the baseball. It is absolutely outstanding. So for now, let's just enjoy this ride because as of right now, Jock Peterson is the best player in all of baseball. All right, moving on from Jock Peter. Uh, what? Oh, you want me to talk about it? That's right. Let's go ahead and talk about it. What the hell happened last night in Milwaukee? Jock Peterson, all right? Everyone was hearing this fan heckle Jock Peterson. And by the way, the only reason we were able to hear that on the live TV stream is because there was only like 20 fans in the stands there in Milwaukee. So if anyone just coughs, it pops up on the TV broadcast. Anyways, some fan was heckling Jock Peterson. It got to the point where Jock Peterson had to step out of the box and actually turn around and address the fan. Yay, good job. The fan got what he wanted. But right after that, Jock Peterson pounded a baseball that was right down the middle of the plate, sent it to deep center field over the fence in order to give the Giants the lead. And of course, what does Jock do as he's approaching home plate? He had some choice words. I'm not going to say it on this podcast, but he definitely had some choice words. He addressed the fan and went right back into the dugout. Now, I've read some several reports and there's... A lot of talk going on. The point is, there's not a lot of hard facts of what this fan was being said. A lot of people are saying that he was saying some, some form of derogatory term um, by calling him a Jew or something along those lines. Something very anti-Semite, alright? I, I, I wasn't in Milwaukee, I wasn't there, so I'm not going to just assume that's what was being said. Other reports that have come out recently, uh, more specifically a fan that was sitting... Not right next to the fans, but definitely the fans were right over their shoulder. That person came out with a video and stating that they were saying juice, as in like steroids. He was juiced. 
Okay, so there's a lot of conflicting reports. We don't have to dive into it. The fact is that that Milwaukee fan was being a freaking dumbass. And of course, Jock Peterson shut him up. The Giants won the one-game series in Milwaukee, a.k.a. a one-game sweep. And that fan went home being an idiot that night. So here's the last thing I'll say about this topic. Just because you're a major league player, are you supposed to ignore the fans? For the most part... 99.99%, I would say yes. I'm obviously not a major league player, so I can't speak for them, but I will say they're still human, all right? For this specific instance, as I said, there was barely any fans in the stands, so it was easier to address that one specific fan. Now, will I say, is it going to be healthy for Jock to continue to address hecklers in the stands? Probably not the most healthy thing. For the most part, I believe players should do their best to not address the hecklers, especially when they're in away stadiums, all right? And for the most part, just focus on the game. But for this instance, I'm going to be honest, I enjoyed it. I support it. It was entertaining. And it seems as though that fan was motivating Jock to give the Giants the lead. So, of course, we all loved that. And that's all I have to say about the topic. For the most part, I don't think Major League players should be focusing on fans and heckling people, but also at the same time, these people are people too, okay? Just because they're Major League players doesn't mean they can't feel emotions. Doesn't mean that they have to be perfect all the time, all right? And another thing too, this goes both ways. Just because they're making a lot of money does not give us the right to dehumanize these guys. Yes, they will go home to their comfy homes, all right? They will get in their fancy cars, all right? But I feel as though because we just assume that they have the entire life given to them, it gives us a free pass to say whatever we want to them. That is just not the case. These people are people. These players are humans just like us. So because of that, I support whatever Jock did or said last night. Absolutely. And I will support if he does it again. I'm going to be honest. Okay, I just read off Jock Peterson's stats. The fact that this fan was dumb enough to go after the hottest player in all of baseball right now, the player that's setting the world on fire, was a terribly moronic decision on his end. So, that fan deserved everything that came his way last night. Obviously, the guy's about to send the ball to the moon right in front of your freaking face. So, I don't know what you're doing chirping up one of the best players in baseball as of right now. All right, moving on from this topic, I pretty much talked about it ad nauseum at this point. The next couple games that the Giants have, all right? We have a five-game homestand starting tonight. Two games against the A's, thank you very much. We're going to win both of those games. Then a three-game series against the Nationals again. All right. Then we go to L.A. for a sure two-game series against the Dodgers. Ideally, I would love to see the Giants win all five of the next five games, But I also would like to see them take it easy a little bit, considering that the tough series against the Dodgers is coming up on the horizon. I would love to see Lamont Wade Jr. come back for the Dodgers series, considering that he's already playing in AAA games. But for now, we'll just wait and see what happens. So I just said I would like to see the Giants win all five of the next five. However, you know, in the game of baseball, that is still asking for a lot, no matter who you're playing. So... For versus the A's, I would like to see the Giants come away with both of the wins against the two games they play against the A's and at least two of the three games they play against the Nationals. All right, that's going to be four out of the next five. That's fantastic. I also like that because we need a lot of momentum heading into any type of series against the Padres or the Dodgers. All right, everybody, that is going to be all for today's show. All right, the game one versus the A's starts at 645 tonight. On the mound is everyone's favorite pitcher, Carlos Rodon, and it's going to feature a matchup between him and, let's see, hold on, I'm pulling it up here, 
Dalton Jeffries for the Oakland A's. All right, he's pitched 15 innings so far this year. He's got a 1.17 ERA, of course. Another pesky guy the A's find underneath the ground, and look at that. At the major league level, they're still finding success. Hopefully the Giants stick it to him. He's a right-handed pitcher. So the lineup will feature a heavy dose of left-handed batters, which we all love. And I am expecting a blowout, an absolute blowout. I expect Carlos Rodon to go at least six innings. I expect him to strike out at least eight to ten batters. And I expect the offense to completely implode against the Oakland A's. This one will definitely be fun to watch, so be sure to sit down and enjoy it. And then the next game, tomorrow, on Wednesday, the game starts at 6.45 again, and it will feature, I believe, as of right now, I believe it'll feature a matchup between Alex Wood and someone named Paul Blackburn. I've never heard of him. Somehow he has a 1.80 ERA in the 15 innings that he's pitched. All right, so hopefully the Giants can kind of, you know, bring these A's pitchers, these no-names back to earth, but... You know what? We'll see what happens. As always, everybody, continue to stay safe in this crazy world. Continue to be smart. And most importantly, go Giants.